everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and I am on my second homemade latte. <laughs> and some of you who study with me a lot, if you come to like the astrology labs or if you're coaching with me and you see me regularly, I'm always talking about how I quit coffee and then that will last like a couple of months. And then I'll be like, I'm only having coffee on Saturday and then I'm only having one cup a day and then it escalates to two cups a day and then the entire cycle starts over again. So <laughs> right now I'm currently in this phase where I'm allowing myself to have two um, cups of coffee, which, you know, is pretty rare. Usually I have one a day, but sometimes I'll have two. And this is like my only vice. I'm serious. Like I don't use alcohol often. I don't do any drugs. Not that there's anything wrong with these things, but I don't do any drugs. I like don't really have anything that I'm addicted to or fixated to. But coffee is my thing. I absolutely love coffee. I have a high pitta constitution. If you know anything about Ayurveda, so anything that's like stimulating like coffee is always really exciting to me. So I wanted to let you know that I'm sitting here having my second homemade almond milk latte. I have my notes out in front of me. I've taken my dog already on a run. I have two clients after this, so I'm kind of just allowing this podcast to kind of set the tone for my day as well. So I'm happy that you're here joining me as we talk about this really, really significant astrological time. And this really is significant. And I feel like I've said that a few times, but it's because we're in this really wild karmic time truly and I think that we've really seen that in the world around us in terms of just how big the shifts of change are and I was talking to my therapist about this the other day is that everyone seems to be going through something massive and there's reason for that as above so below what is happening in the heavens is going to reflect what's happening here on earth. So because we're having such intense cosmic weather, astrological weather, it's going to impact the world at large and it's going to impact us on an individual level. So we are all going through these big shifts and changes and metamorphosis. And this eclipse is acting as kind of like this portal of change. Um, if you've been watching the news, <laughs> if you've been living in the world, since 2020, things have changed dramatically. And so much of that is because of Pluto moving into Capricorn. Um, that's changing the economy. It's changing our government structures. It's, it's changing currency, how we view these things, the structures of our society and government and how things are run. Um, and it's because of that combination of Jupiter and Saturn. When Jupiter and Saturn come together, massive change occurs. There's a huge change in um, the world around us, in fashion, in how we connect with one another, how we communicate. There's always a change in um, culture. That's the word that I'm looking for. There's a change in culture when Jupiter and Saturn can join. And so this eclipse that's taking place on November 19th, 2021 is happening one day before Jupiter moves into Aquarius. And so Jupiter had moved into Aquarius and then it retrograded back into Capricorn. And now it's going to move back into Aquarius again on November 20th until April 13th. This is a huge shift because it's it's the chapter after 
that conjunction. So we're going to really start seeing society move forward and evolve after this big shift and change. And in our own personal lives, we're going to see that shift and change as well. So I'm going to back up a little bit. I'm going to do an official intro. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the astrology, the spiritual significance, the emotional implications. We're going to talk a little bit about our own personal intentions. Um, and then I'm going to talk very briefly about how this is going to affect all 12 zodiac signs. Keep in mind, I do have a Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast where I do thorough horoscopes for each of the 12 zodiac signs. And I do these every week. And whenever we have a big transit like like this, I always cover it as well. So if you do want more information, please join my Patreon account. And so again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. If you're new here, welcome to Astrology Now. If you are familiar to me, I'm so happy to have you back. And I always like to do a few little um, words of caution. <laughs> First of all, I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer. That means that I use the astronomical placement of the planets at any given moment in time. So for example, for Jupiter and the movement of Jupiter, if you were to download a star app today on November 11th, 2021, and hold it up to the sky, you'll see that Jupiter is astronomically in Capricorn. It's going to be moving into Aquarius. If you were to use that same star app two weeks from now, you'll see that Jupiter is going to be in the early degrees of Aquarius. So we use the astronomical placement of the planets. If you want to calculate your birth chart, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then chart to calculate your birth chart. I also have tons of resources to help you learn how to deconstruct your chart and understand it. There are some playlists there as well if you want to learn about the signs and the houses and the nakshatras and all of this good stuff. So I believe that that's it for my announcements. Let's go ahead and talk about this eclipse. So we'll talk about the eclipse. And then again, we'll look at just kind of the astrology as a whole. So on November 19th, 2021, around 2.59am Central Time, this is when the eclipse is going to take place. And this is a partial eclipse. It's not a total eclipse, but it is a partial eclipse. And it's a partial lunar eclipse. And so when we're having a lunar eclipse, the the astronomy is like a full moon. So the sun and the moon are going to be opposing one another. What makes this an eclipse is that the sun and moon are sitting with the karmic nodes of Rahu and Ketu. And so for this specific eclipse, the moon is going to be in the sign of Taurus where it is exalted. Okay, the moon is emotional and changing and sensitive. And Taurus is earthy and grounded and steadfast. So when the moon moves into Taurus, it feels very safe and free to express all of its deep emotions. Okay, so the moon is exalted in the sign of Taurus, it's going to be with Rahu. The sun completely opposite of Taurus is in the sign of Scorpio with the node of K2. And I love when the sun is in Scorpio, actually. Um, the sun is like the soul. It's the Atma Karka, right? It's the original Atma Karka. We all have our own Atma Karkas in our chart, but the sun is the significator of the soul. Um, and when it's in the sign of Scorpio, it allows this deep transformation and metamorphosis resulting in an evolved soul, a soul that is really set for so many births and deaths in its life, 
So it is going to kind of accelerate the process of transformation, giving someone kind of like an old soul. So I do like the sun in Scorpio. So something that I want to remind you all of is that, so the sun is with K2 in Scorpio. <laughs> the moon is with Rahu in Taurus. So we've got this exalted moon. We have this really amazing spiritual sun. K2 and Rahu are the karmic axis. And so they determine so much of what's happening karmically. Rahu is what attaches us to the material plane. It gives an insatiable desire for this material existence. Material existence is financial luxury. It's relationship um, success. It's having a really nice home. It's having a nice car. It's having status and power. That's what Rahu loves. It loves these material elements, which can cause a lot of problems, right, if we're not being mindful. K2, it wants to separate us from the material world. K2 is moksha karka. Karka is significator of moksha is liberation and enlightenment. K2 is the significator of enlightenment. So while Rahu is trying to attach us to this material plane, K2 is trying to take us out of it. And then when we look at the sun and the moon, the sun is Purusha. Purusha means pure consciousness. It, it is not a material, tangible thing that we can hold. It is something that pervades all of life, all of existence, all of time, all of space. It is beyond the material plane. Everything is interconnected to Purusha. The moon is Prakriti. And Prakriti means that which is created. So the moon is <laughs> representative of this ability to create. It's like that feminine Shakti of creative potential. But it represents like the material elements, the tangible things that we can hold and touch, which is comprised of the modes of material existence, which are tamas, rajas, and sattva, which maybe we can talk about some other time. I've spoken about them on the podcast before. So we see that the sun, which is pure consciousness, is sitting with K2, which is Moksha Karka, in this crazy sign of Scorpio that's trying to take us to the depths of truth of life, right, through the death and rebirth, the cycle of this reality. And then we have the moon, which is Prakriti, with Rahu, which is obsessed with the material world, in the sign of Taurus, which loves luxury and material possessions. So we see this polarity of extremes happening. And so I think that, that was like a really long way to explain this. But I see it as just so profoundly significant, especially with this Jupiter movement. So what this reminds me of is the importance, first of all, of having a spiritual practice and having a connection to spirit. And if you're listening to this podcast, you have a connection to spirit. Everyone has a connection to Purusha, whether they're aware of it or not. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're interested in spiritual life. You're interested in finding the truth of life, which, which is a capital T, which is going to be that K2 sun energy. But we are made of Prakriti. We are of earthly elements. And I think that sometimes when we're on the spiritual path, we want to renounce the material world. We want to separate ourselves from our body. We want to separate ourselves from our material self. 
for whatever reason. You know, maybe there's trauma, there's shame, there's dissatisfaction, there's unhappiness, there's disappointment. But for whatever reason, we find the spiritual life and it gives us access outside of those things. It gives us a reality beyond the confines of the material reality. But the truth is that we would not be able to experience Purusha. We'd not be able to experience knowledge and philosophy and spirituality if we did not have this physical material body that is of the material existence. And if we use spirituality as a way to escape, the, there's a word for this. It's called spiritual bypassing. We use spirituality to say, oh, well, you manifested these bad things or you thought this thing into existence or if I just change my mind, I can materialize this life that I want. Or if I just focus on spirituality, all of my other issues will just magically disappear. So this can be like spiritual bypassing. True healing and true evolution does not happen until we confront what resides within our body and in our mind. So if we have residual shame, if we have hurt, if we have trauma, if we have sadness, if we have something within ourselves that we've been grieving, it's still so profoundly important to approach those things with love and to invest time in healing those things and seeing them and recognize them and growing like an intimate loving connection with ourselves, even the shadowy parts, even the parts of ourselves that aren't you know, sunshine and roses. There is merit in that and there is beauty in that. And again, we cannot truly liberate ourselves. We cannot truly take, you know, foot on a spiritual path if we're not willing to heal those parts of ourselves. Because otherwise, they're just going to reside within us and continue to live and continue to grow. Sometimes even becoming stronger over time, resulting in um, repression and all sorts of disease you know, disease, you know, we're, <laughs> I said dis-ease, but that's what I meant, resulting in disease. For example, you know, repressed emotions can create illnesses within us, physical illnesses. This is how important the physical body is. And it does store trauma and it does store emotion. And, and what's even more beautiful is that even though our body can create these things, our body is also our medium to the divine. Because we are in a physical body, we can experience divine practice. We can do yoga. We can do pranayama or breath work. We can sit in meditation. So these two, this, this prakriti, this purusha, this sun, this moon, this rahu, this ketu, they live together. And we can embrace them together. It just depends on how we're wanting to use it. And um, I really do encourage you all with this eclipse on November 19th or before whenever you're listening to this to sit in your body and really feel your body. Notice any sensation, notice any pain, notice any tension. Because the body will give you so much information into the state of your mind and of your spirit. And then vice versa. This is what the ancient yogis and rishis knew and taught is how we interact with this body and how we are embodied 
it's going to have a direct impact on our spiritual pursuits. And so we cannot pursue spirituality without first feeling into our body and, and developing and cultivating a relationship with our body and vice versa. So they work together, dependent on one another. And so with that being said as well, going even further, <laughs> unless we are going to be a renunciate, unless we are going to be a sage that leaves this world to go meditate in a cave, if that's our purpose in life, which is a, an amazing, wonderful purpose, or maybe you're going to be a monk, you know, and, and those are beautiful, amazing, inspiring pursuits. I would say the vast majority of us are not going to do that. Um then we have to have this balance between our spiritual life and our material life. And I think that this is when like the shame piece comes in. And I think that so many of us are working with shame around like our physical body or shame around how we show up in the world or our successes or um, our relationships. Maybe even we have secrets, you know, maybe there are secretive aspects of ourselves, And the eclipse brings things to light <laughs> and so in a, you know the day itself on November 19th things may feel a little fragmented we may feel a little scattered um, it's not a good time to make any commitments it's not a good time to make any big choices not a good time I mean seriously do not start a relationship I've done it it was horrible don't start a relationship on eclipse don't make big commitments don't make choices and we may all feel because it's a lunar eclipse and the moon is being eclipsed, which is like our mind and our emotions. We may feel paranoid. We may feel intensity. Uh, we may feel triggered or snappy or impulsive. So again, if those emotions arise, if we can feel into our body and notice where it's happening and then tend to our physical body, it will have a direct impact on the mind. So notice how your body is feeling and make sure that you're taking care of your physical form. Um, but anyway, it can bring things to light. And I think this is because the full moon is a time of letting things go. I think it's an amazing opportunity to look at what you're carrying in terms of that shame or um, things that you feel like you need to keep hidden or, you know, and, and you have the best judgment, you know, what's best for yourself, but maybe it's time to release that and let go of it. Because as long as we're carrying those blocks, and as long as we're, and when I say blocks, I mean like blockages, and as long as we're carrying um, this negative feeling towards ourselves or this negative judgment towards ourselves, rather it be emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, what have you, only so much healing can occur. And so it's really important to develop a complete loving and accepting relationship with ourself on all of those levels, emotionally, physically, spiritually, etc. So this is a joining, you know, this is a time of those things joining. And to even play off of that, it's like, are you acting in a way that is best for your soul? Are you acting in a way that you know is beneficial for you? And when you think about, you know, who you want to be and how you want to show up in the world, in the material existence, are you taking action to create that for yourself? And talking about this, you know, movement of Jupiter, looking at the past almost two years, you know, in in the beginning of 2020, what has happened since then? And I really encourage you to take personal inventory, sitting down with a piece of paper and looking at what are your successes? What have you achieved? What are the milestones? What have you overcome? 
and really celebrating your resiliency and celebrating your successes and celebrating how far you've come. And then looking at what it's time to let go of what happened in these two years that you're just so ready to release and let go of. It can be something tangible. It can be something intangible. A way of thought, a narrative, a negative voice, a relationship, an addiction. Because again, this is a portal of change and it's a time to release and let go for this next chapter of Jupiter and Aquarius. So it's so powerful. It's such a powerful time. Um, and it is this time of joining, you know, and finding this equal value between the soul and the physical body because the soul is what animates and gives purpose in this quest for truth. But then the body is what contains it and allows it to <laughs> be something we interact with, you know, this vehicle for it. So it's pretty, it's, it's pretty amazing um, just how perfect it is. I mean, I can't get over it with, with the combination of the signs and the polarity between what we see occurring. So let's go ahead or one more thing before we get into how this will affect all of the signs um, is that the moon, again, it's in Taurus, which is like the material, luxurious, artistic element. Um, and the moon itself is in the sign of Kritika, in the nakshatra of Kritika. And remember that a nakshatra is the lunar mansion. So we have the sign and then we have the subdivisions of the sign. The moon is in Kritika and Kritika is to cut, it's to sever. It's also to um, overcome. It's like a warrior. And then, and it's ruled by the sun. And then the sun is in the nakshatra of Vishaka. And Vishaka, again, it's like the ultimate victory. It's the triumph. It'll do anything to succeed. So we have these two really powerful energies playing off of one another, opposing one another, and setting us up for success <laughs> when it comes to releasing and letting go of what we're not carrying into this portal of the eclipse. You know, this is our opportunity to start a new chapter, just as Jupiter is starting its new chapter. So definitely take this into account. I'm so interested to hear what you are releasing and letting go of. On my Patreon account, people have been so generous in sharing their experiences with the horoscopes. And I just absolutely love it. Like I feel giddy just thinking about it because it's so amazing to have this community where people are sharing. Um, and if you want to share you're welcome to email me because I want to know what you all are releasing and letting go of. And I'm pretty responsive, you know. Most of you who have sent me emails, I'll, I'll respond and take the time to really read and absorb it. It's meaningful to me. And so on the global level, we are entering a new period. You know, things are going to start moving forward. Things are going to be changing in a really significant way. And for the United States, and I know that I sound kind of like a broken record um, on this, but this eclipse is taking place in the sixth house, which is accidents, injuries, overt enemies, you know, enemies that we're aware of. Of course, it's also like illness and disease. And the eclipse will also be taking place in the 12th house, which is hidden enemies, um, things from the past, issues from the past. And so this is a really delicate time. I really encourage everyone to avoid heavily populated areas. You know, we just saw that thing with Astro World. I, was, I remember saying on a previous podcast, I was like, I don't recommend going to highly populated places. 
watch out. So it's the same type of thing, really. I um, Anywhere where large groups are gathering and that it's going to be a place of interest, I do not recommend going. So I know that it takes a lot of fun out of things, but this is my personal advice for right now. This is the advice I would give pretty much anyone in a reading, more than likely. Um, and so that is something that I... I really want you guys to be mindful of. I would not recommend traveling around November 19th if you can avoid it, just to be extra careful. It doesn't mean anything horrific is going to happen. So if there's an inevitable travel that you have to take, you know, try not to have too much anxiety around it. But if you can avoid it, I would recommend avoiding it. And again, the eclipse is always a time to kind of like take shelter. And in Vedic philosophy, it's not a time to like be out and about. You certainly don't want to look at the eclipse. <laughs> they don't recommend like going outside and standing in the eclipse. And I would use this time again to kind of like shed. I wouldn't try to bring anything in or cultivate anything. It's a time of purging and it's a time of release. So clearing the air with incense, uh, Palo Santo or sage, excellent day to clear out the home, excellent day to clear out the physical body. So if you wanted to do like a fast, if that's appropriate for you health-wise, if you wanted to just drink a lot of clarified water throughout the day, if you wanted to do pranayama, like cleansing breath work or doing yoga, nothing too strenuous because you may feel kind of tired. Um, so again, anything to kind of clear out and release all of those activities are going to be particularly auspicious. And just, you know, again, take that time to look at what's been happening in the past two years, what your successes were, what you've accomplished, and what you're ready to release and let go of for good, you know. So I'm going to briefly move through um, which area of life the eclipse is going to be affecting for the 12 zodiac signs. This is very brief. If you want a more detailed horoscope, sign up for Patreon, patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. So if you are an Aries moon or an Aries ascendant, the eclipse is going to be affecting the second house of your finances, of your voice, <laughs> it could be your early family life as well, and the eighth house of transformation, of death and rebirth. It's also the house of sexuality. And so this is a good opportunity to release any negative beliefs or shame or guilt around these areas of life limiting beliefs around these areas of life if you are a taurus moon or a taurus ascendant this is such a huge time for you <laughs> please be careful accident prone for sure on this day be extra extra mindful um, it's going to be affecting you your your physical self how you view yourself it's also going to be affecting your relationships so releasing and let go letting go of any shame guilt anything like that in regards to these areas of life if you are a Gemini moon or a Gemini ascendant, releasing and letting go and things from the past, the eclipse is taking place between the 12th and the 6th house for you. So the house, the 12th house is things from the past of things that we repress. It can also be enemies that we've had or things that linger in our subconscious mind. The sixth house is enemies, work, our relationship to work, how we view work. It can also be things with pets. So watch out for your pets. Make sure everything is okay. Take extra good care of them that day and release and let go in the other areas. 
If you are a Cancer moon or a Cancer ascendant, the eclipse is taking place between the 5th and the 11th house. The 5th house is the house of children, thoughts, beliefs, shame, guilt around children. It can also be your creative projects, your creative pursuits, publishing, maybe even speculative business. So watch for upheavals in this area. can also be around your friends, your social circle, people you connect with, also your hopes and your wishes. What is outdated? What is no longer on your agenda? And maybe even associates that you no longer need in your life it's time to release and let go even shame or guilt around these things if you are a leo moon or a leo ascendant the eclipse is taking place between the fourth house and the tenth house this is huge so the fourth house is the house of your home of your property of real estate it can also be inner emotions the relationship with your mother the tenth house is the house of the career uh, your authority time to release and let go of anything that's blocking you of moving you forward negative thoughts limiting beliefs it can also of course be shame or guilt in relationship to these things if you are a virgo moon or a virgo ascendant the eclipse is taking place between the third house and the ninth house both of these houses are education of what you know the third house is the house of your uh, courage of your willpower it's also of media of what you choose to share with the world the ninth house is your education it's philosophy spirituality it's also the relationship with your father maybe it's time to release and let go of limiting beliefs or shame and guilt revolving around these things um, keeping you from moving forward and expanding if you are a Libra moon or a Libra ascendant, the eclipse is taking place between the second house and the eighth house. So this is similar to Aries. You know, the second house is the house of finances, of our voice. It can also be our inner dialogue. The eighth house is sudden ups and downs. It's transformation. It's death and rebirth. It's also the house of sexuality. So it's a time to release and let go of any limiting beliefs, negative stigma, stigma <laughs> shame, or guilt around these areas of life. If you are a Scorpio moon or a Scorpio ascendant, again, this is happening um, in the first and seventh house. So this is, of course, impacting you directly. For you, you need to be extra careful, extra mindful. The eclipse is going to be affecting your sense of self, how you perceive yourself. And the seventh house is the relationships, business partnerships. It's time to release and let go of any limiting beliefs, of any negative thoughts, of any shame or guilt or sadness or grieving I mean of course if you're grieving you need to finish grieving but um, if there's anything that you're ready to release and let go of in regards to these areas how you view yourself you know your personal narrative now is the time to do that if you are a Sagittarius moon or a Sagittarius ascendant the sun and the moon this eclipse will be taking place between the sixth house and the twelfth house so the sixth house is accidents injuries um, enemies our day-to-day -day work life our health and then, of course, the 12th house is things from the past, our subconscious mind. So this is a time to release and let go of anything in regards to these areas of your life or changing the narrative. You know, excellent day for therapy, excellent day for coaching and diving deep, though you may be really sensitive. You may be accident prone. So please be extra careful, my um, daring, <laughs> daredevil Sagittarius friends. Be extra, extra mindful. I don't recommend doing anything too crazy on this day. If you are a Capricorn moon or a Capricorn ascendant, this eclipse is taking place between the 5th and the 11th house, similar to Cancer, as I was talking about. Um, the moon 
is going to be in the fifth of creativity, of children, of expression, of our artistic ability. The 11th house is our house of long-term goals, our hopes and our wishes, great gains. It's also the house of our friendships, our network circles. If there's anything in regards to these areas of life, rather it be a narrative or a belief, if it's something tangible that it is time to release and let go of so that you can move into this new area of life, now is the time to do it. If you are an Aquarius moon or an Aquarius ascendant, this is crazy. This is crazy for you because Jupiter is about to move onto your ascendant, which is huge. You're going to be moving into an entirely different portion of life. And this eclipse is taking place between the fourth house and the 10th house. The fourth house is the house of home and property, real estate. It's also the house of mother and inner emotions. And then, of course, the 10th house is the house of career and outer world, outer authority. Is there something that's not matching? You know, is your inner world reflecting your outer world? If not, what can you change? Is your outer world not reflecting your inner world? Are you pretending to be someone where on the inside that's not how you really feel? Now is a time to release and let go of what's keeping you from living in true authenticity with yourself. Also time to release anything in regards to the mother if you're ready to let go of it. Um, It doesn't necessarily mean to, you know, resurrect a relationship that isn't healthy for you. But maybe it's time to release some emotions and some baggage so that you can live with a little bit more clarity. Release and let go of anything in regards to your work that's keeping you stagnant. Um, If you are a Pisces moon or a Pisces ascendant, this eclipse is taking place between the third and the ninth house. (laughs) Similar to as I was talking about with Virgo, this is all about education and what you know. You know, do you doubt what you know? Do you have imposter syndrome? It can also be around your courage or your willpower. Uh, doubting yourself, limiting beliefs. Again, it could be the ninth house, things with the father or things with the guru or higher education, spirituality. These things may be changing. There may be a big event in regards to these areas, but because it's that time of releasing and letting go, notice what comes up, release what is no longer serving you. The final thing I'll say about this eclipse is that it's like the past and the future joining, you know, because K2 is things from the past and Rahu is where we're going. So things from the past may emerge. And we may be confronted with making plans for the future. No big commitments. But again, it's a time to look at what it's time to put to rest and where you're going to move forward from from here. So I do hope that this was helpful. I know that we didn't spend a whole lot of time looking at the sky as a whole. I spent a lot of time just focusing on this eclipse, but we will continue to stay updated. Um, the biggest thing I can say is just to watch out and to be careful because things are heating up and we, we've we already seen it in the media in terms of there being danger and accidents and violence and for the remainder of the year we are going to continue to see this so please be extra careful take time to turn inward take time to feel into your physical body and to remind yourself of how important um, the material aspects of yourself are as well as the spiritual elements of yourself so again i hope that this was helpful again my name is christine rodriguez if you would like to email me you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com you can schedule a reading at innerknowing.yoga you can follow me on instagram astrologynow underscore podcast and i will talk to you all very soon again this is astrology now thank you so much